Hello, this is Nicole Russin McFarland with my very first episode for House of Film. Get ready. We're going to learn something today. What are we learning in the first lesson? We are learning that it is never a bad thing to write about yourself in screenwriting. So why would you do this, right? First, because you will never plagiarize. And I know many people think, oh, that's so cheesy. Why would you write about yourself? I could be writing stories about dragons or about sorceresses and people getting married at the 1920s. And what am I wrote about? What if I wrote? Yeah, that or that couple in the coffee shop. What if I wrote about them? And that's sort of what I'm going to tell you. If you were writing a genre film, you put a fresh spin on it when you write about yourself. And you do not have any more writer's block. You know, you don't sit alone at your house saying, what am I writing about until 4 a.m.? Because it's about yourself. Now, are you saying, how do I write about myself and then put myself in a dragon and find this out and then figure out where to go with the plot? Well, you combine yourself with an existing character to have a fully dimensional human character, including if it is an animated character. So now you're saying, whoa, how do I do this? Well, let's take an example I can think of one I love, How to Train Your Dragon. So if you're writing about this story about a dragon, and that's why I mentioned dragon so much, I'm actually trying to nail down an interview with the director of that series, and he agreed to it halfway, and I'm going to hopefully get him to agree to it for my website and Apple News section as I record this podcast, so it's on my mind. And I asked him because I really love that movie, the whole trilogy. Well, let's talk about it. So we have a setup. And if you haven't seen this, like, hello, the title tells you it's about training a dragon. It's a boy training a dragon. And he has friends at his school training dragons. Well, obviously, you have never trained a dragon. But if they hired you, this studio calls you up one day and then says, would you like to write a fourth movie in the series? What about a tenth movie? And then you're going to say no because you've never trained a dragon. No, what you do. You look within yourself and then you could say, Hiccup, the main character in this movie, how did he feel? Maybe somewhere between movie one and two. What if there's a story in there and we can talk about the time that I felt stupid when I was in eighth grade and this happened between me and my friend and my teachers were doing this. What if we talk about that? That moment in time and it's Hiccup. And being a teenager, kind of somewhat after the first movie, and I'm making this up as I go along, hopefully you understand. This is not just something that I'm saying. This is like no notes, nothing. Okay, what if I said that based on myself? What's something, a real thing that I could think of and happened to me when I was 13? Well, hmm. Okay. There was a time that I pulled someone's pants down accidentally because I, instead of grabbing a thing by the stairs. I slipped and I clutched the nearest thing. I didn't clutch the railing. I clutched someone's pants and the pants came down. And that was embarrassing for the other person. So I could put that in there. What other things could happen? Hmm. What about the time that I felt that kind of like hiccup? My parents were steering me in another direction. And I didn't want to go down that direction, just as in the first movie, Hiccup's dad says, you have to kill dragons, and he doesn't want to. 
Okay, I could work with that. My parents wanted me to have another profession. And they said this, and these were some ideas, and I didn't want that. Okay, we could work with that. What if hiccup stats says, okay, these are some professions that you should work with. And he's okay with him training dragons, but he doesn't want him to really professionally train dragons. What if there's that? And what if he doesn't want to date anyone for the get-together? What if he breaks up with his girlfriend? We can have that. Um, what if somebody who's a friend of his confesses that she likes him? And he doesn't feel it back. You know, that sort of stuff. And all along, this other person, this girl, thinks that Hiccup is leading her on. That happened to me with a guy in my class. Um, he thought that we were going to date. And I didn't feel anything for him. And he was convinced that I liked him back. And I was just being friendly. And he's a nice guy. He was a nice guy. He is a nice guy, I'm sure. But we can use that storyline. So that's why I'm saying when I say combine yourself with an existing character. So what's the second major point that I would like to tell you about? Well, your films have a personal touch. The audience will relate to your story. People will feel that they meet the real you. And you will always feel proud of your work. It won't feel like a failure. And there's a, oh, so badly want to find this quote. James Cameron, because I've done... I would really like to interview him too, honestly, for my website and Apple News section, of course. But I've interviewed some of the people who've worked with him for his films. And in doing my research about him, I learned that he thinks prior films that were not as famous as Titanic and films that sometimes didn't always make the money he wished they made were often not failures. They were achievements. So that's this kind of thing because... You could look at James Cameron as an example. When he went out with the abyss, he went under the deepest darks of the ocean. And that's him. That's his soul right there. And then, you know, that's him, like a little kid, him, Mr. Cameron, the teenager, the college student, the adult young man who became a grand film director. Okay, that's him, the guy who loves exploring. So to him, that's never going to be a failure because the abyss brought him maybe not titanic money but it brought him some hardcore fan base that maybe he didn't have before and some other positive things and it brought him this beautiful story that takes you underwater so there's a really positive thing to that you will never feel like you failed and when i say that the audience relates to you sometimes they don't relate to the character or to you directly but they relate to pieces of it and there's nothing like people getting to know the real you and then the final point, you develop your unique style. You are now an auteur. So Tim Burton, Guillermo del Toro, I want you to think about those two gentlemen. What do they have in common? Well, they are both horror fans. But what are they doing? They are creating different work because they developed their own unique styles. And that's a big deal. You could say Tim Burton. Yeah, maybe he's copying the swamp monster and then oh guess what mr del toro is also copying the swamp monster right well not necessarily because they put their own spins on monsters and mr del toro puts he always talks about how he when he was younger related to monsters and he uses that in his storytelling 
it in his directing style to begin with. And then Tim Burton, he talks about how monsters inspired him. And they are both gentlemen who work with scary people, monsters, and the misunderstood. But they do not work with these individuals in the same way in their character storytelling. So that's a very good example. Two people in the same genre inspired by the same films. But they are not creating anything that is remotely similar. And that's the thing about this. No one can copy your unique style because you invented it. Now, people can try, but they will fail because only you have lived your own life. They haven't lived your life. That's the neat thing. And finally, free therapy. So when you are creating your unique style, you learn things about yourself through your art and use that knowledge to better your art. And you can talk about things from a perspective that maybe you don't want to tell people. And who's a very famous good example of this, Mr. Quentin Tarantino. And he talks about in his interviews and publicly all the time how he writes about himself. And he calls it, his quote is through genre. I don't know a way to rephrase that because I don't think he writes necessarily through genre because his films are genre bending. But I do believe he does a beautiful job of writing about himself, heartbreak, his love of women and all these things in his movies without ever telling us what's going on in his mind or his heart. And it's amazing. So you can be like Mr. Tarantino. I will tell you an example that I did. And it's very small. I can tell you another one in a bit, but the first one. So I have a cartoon that's called Oh Girl of Dream. A Beauty and the Beast tale about Jim Penguin Dovar. Well, when I was younger and introduced to different cinema, the type of blockbuster cinema that I liked was, you know, Peter Jackson, whatever. But the type that I also liked was Pedro Almodovar. And I thought, what if someday I made a Pedro Almodovar movie? Well, I did with Oh Girl of a Dream. And in the movie, there's a movie within a movie. It's neat. Several, actually. We also have the main character who's a penguin called Jim Penguin Dovar with Penelope like real life. But there's a fun thing about me too. What else? I get really allergic to coffee. I cannot tolerate it. I get so sick. And I was thinking like, what if we had Jim getting sick? And I, you would think I named him for Jim Cameron. I did not actually name him for James Cameron. I just did it because I wanted to have it a name that people would be more familiar with in Western culture. And by Western, I mean like people who would most likely watch the film in English. So Pedro Penguin Dovar was definitely on my mind, but I called him Jim just because I thought more Americans are going to watch this than probably people in Spain. So, hey, although Spain is Western culture, but you know what I mean? Like English language, that's the proper term. So there's that. We have a part where Jim gets sick from coffee. <laughs> so like me. And then this is also kind of whatever I imagine the real Pedro Almodovar would do, which is he would stay up all night writing his screenplay. We do that. But that's also a part of me. I would very often like to stay up as long as I could writing music or whatever, and I can't. I also talked about some things. Now, it's a perspective of a movie within a movie and there's a girl being bullied by people at work who's played by Penelope the penguin basically Penelope Cruz if she were a penguin but 
what do we do in this? I put real things people said about me in the past online or to my face or whatever in the flash by scene where she talks about things running through her head. So there's so much of me in that movie, although I'm not a penguin who's trapped in a dream world, who's in a Beauty and the Beast tale. I talked about myself through those things and there's a lot more to me in that movie than that. Um, and I've obviously never been a firefighter because the film is kind of inspired a little bit by PTSD and 9-11 firefighters and all that. But that isn't me. But I found ways to put myself in the story. And you do not need to be famous or an Oscar winner to have this going on. You can just start right now. That's the fun thing. You learn by doing but you do not need to be holding up your golden globe or your Oscar or both. You know, say so you win both. Someday you can. Someday you will. But for right now, you need to put yourself in your movies. And while it's very tempting to say, oh, why would I do this? That doesn't make it human. And if you want something that connects with people, you want a story that is human. So I hope that this is a very important lesson for people. This is the top of my mind when I think of lessons. It's right up there saying hello. Tell everyone about this because if you want to be a filmmaker, it doesn't matter how inexperienced you are. You need to tell people who you are. And if you don't tell people who you are, they'll never know and you'll never be a successful filmmaker. I don't believe you will be.